Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Samira, and today's episode is Advice from a Billionaire and How to Get Ahead in Third Quarter. I cannot believe, guys, that it is already the end of June, it's already the end of second quarter, and I just feel like it was successful. Let's start there because I do like to start with the positives, but also like where is the year going? Like let alone the weeks, but the year, like we're halfway through the year. And I know as well as some of you all and, you know, with all the universe, if you're anything like me and you study the stars, the moons, astrology, Um, and everything that's taken place, energy has been high, energy has been low, you know, energy has been confusing, the communication has been off, but overall, I feel like it's been a pretty decent year, like, and June has been so eye-opening. So, the reason I named this episode um, Advice from a Billionaire, because I actually had the opportunity in June to attend some of the Square events that was happening that was hosted, of course, by Square. Um, And I actually had a chance to sit and get a moment to see Killer Mike and Jack Dorsey have a conversation about entrepreneurship. And I know it sounds crazy, like, you know... Well, number one, I know a lot of people are wondering, like, what did that feel like? Like, I got there super early um, because I was just so excited. I wanted to hear exactly what they had to say. And overall, the conversation, the dialogue was really good. But in that moment, I realized that, you know, the same advice from a millionaire and a billionaire, that's not really a difference. It's just in your habits and how you show up in the world. And I did take notes and, you know, my personality would not let me keep them for myself. And I made a promise and a vow that I would share this at the end of the quarter because maybe this could help you get a little bit pumped about what your next quarter is going to look like, what your next week is going to look like, and just kind of you know, give you some direction on where you should be or how your business model should look. Um, So just starting off, they had a dialogue and, you know, Killer Mike told us a little bit about his business and what he has done, of course, after his music career. And of course, with Jack Dorsey being um, one of the founders of Twitter and also of Square currently, you know, he had a great insight on, you know, business model, business structure. But I think for me, what stood out the most of, of course, was when, you know, Killer Mike and Jack Dorsey agreed that in business, you have to make sure that people have a Chick-fil-A experience. Now, I know Chick-fil-A is held on this pedestal and I'm pretty sure Chick-fil-A is like, I wish another business would probably come out and, you know, but I mean, and I'm pretty sure they enjoy everyone looking up to them for their customer service but I think that was one big thing that stood out because previously I held an event Rose all day a free event that I host um, for entrepreneurs who are looking for clarity and guidance on how to launch their dream project and that was one of the things that I expressed to them is that you know we're getting in an age where as a small business we still have to keep that structure and that mentality that we're here to serve therefore everything that you do 
has to be in the convenience of your customer, whether you want to do it or not. And I think Chick-fil-A has really expressed that through, you know, the training of their employees all the way to their employees engaging with their customers. And regardless of how many Chick-fil-A sauces that you ask for, um, ask the employee from Chick-fil-A, they're going to give it to you. And that's the same way that I feel like, you know, all entrepreneurs should show up in their business. Um, I get a chance to view and um, kind of do an analysis of different companies and kind of see like what clients and customers are saying, what they're liking and not liking about the current um, customer that I'm servicing. And a lot of things that I have realized is that, you know, the customer service aspect is not there. It's not saying that they're not necessarily friendly or approachable, but more in the sense of accessible and the way that the client wants to be able to engage with whomever they're buying from. So I know a lot of people, especially in the beauty industry and other industry, and this is no shade, but I do want to give you some advice and other people in other industries as well. You know, key things like, you know, no DMs and all of this and all of that. I feel like are kind of those things that do not make the business personable anymore. And that's what kind of shies away your consumers and your customers. And I get it because people will DM you strange things, but also visiting these square events outside of the Mike Dorsey, I mean, the Jack Dorsey and Killer Mike, I tried to combine their names, um, event. I've noticed that Delta, um, we had a speaker who spoke on his experience with Delta. And he was saying how, you know, he went out of town, missed his flight, ended up tweeting about it. Delta responded to his tweet and was like, hey, you know, DM us and, you know, we can try to help get the issue solved for you. And through that experience, you know, he DM'd Delta and Delta, you know, communicated back saying, hey, we have this flight available. This is our next flight. You know, would you like us to go and book it? If so, send, you know, your um, rewards number or whatever Delta uses the mouse um, account number and we can get this switched for you for free. So I just always felt like if a big organization or a company, and granted they do have more employees, but at the same time, the volume of business that they have on a day-to-day basis, but they still make you know, their business accessible and feel like they can actually speak with a real human. And if not a real human, that someone, whoever is on a computer or running a social media account even cares enough to respond is that one thing where I feel like you're having a Chick-fil-A experience. And it's something to consider because like I said, if a big business can do it, then so can, you know, you as a small business. Also, furthermore, um, they were going on and after the Chick-fil-A experiences, they were saying, you know, just to have a plan. If you're not a planner, find someone who understands the logistics of your company. Too often we stay stuck in our mentality as to what we can't do. And instead of saying, okay, I have a problem, let me find a solution. We just tend to let our businesses float and just be half-assed and so many words. And I think it's not fair when you're trying to be this big corporation or you're trying to run this business as a big um, Fortune 500 company or however you see it, um, we don't find the time to actually implement the tools or the skills where we lack. And I think that's very important. Also, seeking a mentor, seek people who are able to pour into the things you need help to grow in your industry. I get it. I get it. I get it. I was there at one point where it was like, 
you know, mentor, mentor, who should I find? But mentors can come in all shapes of forms. Mentors do not necessarily have to be someone you go and hire. Find people who you can go on social media, you really like what they're doing, they're in your industry, and really grow and learn from just the things that they're implementing online, the free advice that they're probably giving throughout the day. And a mentor, like I said, does not have to be a person that you go and commit to and see every day, but find people who who are more advanced in your industry, who are, you know, pouring into what you're trying to do and are exceeding and excelling in that industry. So, and if I mean, if you have the means to do it, then yes, go hire a mentor, someone that you feel like is relatable, that, you know, that you can talk to who has your best interest and cares enough, you know, to want to see you succeed. Also, you never want to forget that you are the worker. You have to, you have escaped, you are not the worker. You have escaped the worker's mentality, but you still have a standard to upholding your business. Um, And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the never stop learning. Um, Of course, you have built this business. You didn't stay in, in the business to work forever. However, this is your company. And in order for you to grow and not miss a step to where you're eventually going to take five steps backwards because you didn't take the time to understand your business model, the structure, um, the industry, new um, red flags that was happening or, you know, just like how I feel like with Toys R Us, for example, they didn't grow with their brand. So eventually all these other companies kind of took them out. You know, they weren't affordable. They weren't really looking at their market. You know, new toys was coming out. Um, people weren't, kids aren't really playing with board games anymore. So, you know, things kind of took a turn for Toys R Us and ultimately it clo- it costs them, you know, with closing a lot of stores. So you want to also always make sure that, well, never forget that you are a part of your business. And just because you have outgrown the worker where you're the one actually working in the company, you still have a standard to uphold in your business. Um, other things they talked about is care about your customers more than you do product and profit because they will care about your products. Also creating a successful ecosystem, supporting capitalism within your community. And we'll talk about those things um, in next month's episodes, but I kind of want to briefly go over those things and share them with you. Also, um, one thing that really stood out from Mike Dorsey was um, why do I keep trying to combine their names? Jack Dorsey was recognizing that other people are better than you at the job. So your willingness to be a student and understand your idea is just your idea, but your processes are important to know so people can help you grow. Now, those were real bars, okay? So just understanding that you have a great idea and that's the beauty in starting a business or even just being a human in general, great ideas open up doors for other people and other opportunities to help you grow those great ideas. Therefore, you have to take, you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm not the smartest person. Maybe I'm not good at social media management. So let me hire a social media manager. Maybe I'm not good with customer service. So let me not stand at the front of the counter. Let me hire somebody who has maybe a more polished, bubbly personality than I do. Um, Maybe I'm not very good at 
communication or delegate. So let me find somebody who I can put in these positions to run my business. So I think the biggest thing for me and overall in saying this is that I don't think there is a secret recipe to success. I honestly feel like it's your willingness to, number one, not play it safe, understand number two, community, and the importance of customer servicing your customers. And lastly, being okay with not knowing everything, but also bringing and creating a team and a founder and a family. Like, I think that's the biggest important thing. One thing I like to implement in my business is to make those who I hire my employees feel like they're their family. So even if they're not having a good day, they can come in and, you know, we talk about it and that they have a safe, sacred place to where, okay, I know that you're you're going through something. You know, we've talked about it. Maybe I've been able to alleviate some of the pressure or the stress and you're more productive. Um, yeah, you're more um, focused on your work and getting things done. So I think for me, from this event, just being grateful for the opportunity to kind of have that sense of okayness and saying, wow, like I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. at the crack of dawn and, you know, work 55,000 hours a day and, you know, go out here. And I'm not saying that you don't need to do these things, but it takes the pressure and the noise off of the social media advice when it's just like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do X, Y, and Z, you need to do step one through four in order to be successful. Because during that event, they talked nothing about that. They talked more about community. They talked more about, you know, closing the economic gap that um, we're currently still dealing with in today's society. They talked about, you know, hiring experience and, um, of course, caring about your customers. And I feel like ultimately, you know, that's what grows your business more than anything is having those foundational aspects um, that you can stand on as a company. So that was overall, like I said, the whole thing with Killer Mike and Jack Dorsey. And if you have the opportunity and Square comes to your city, I definitely would encourage going to those events, um, going to those square night schools, because even though, you know, I feel like I've been in business four years and I do have a whole hell of a lot of knowledge, um, I never want to stop learning because I've been able to gain so many tips and tools from just being involved, being, you know, around certain people. And I've, I've actually made a lot of connections. So I am forever grateful for that. Um, Now, moving on, I do want to help you all set yourself up for success in third quarter, which means I'm going to give you four key steps that I feel like would help you to accomplish and get to those end goals, those revenue goals that you're trying to hit in um, third quarter. So the first things first is, number one, you want to learn from your past. The first thing is to look back at what your business has accomplished in the current quarter. So in second quarter, it is important for you to, number one, get clear on what has worked. Like, we're not going to talk about the bad stuff right now because you need to say, okay, if, you know, this e-course is something that worked or this type of style of clothing was what sold or my clients who were, you know, looking to repair their credit, this is, you know, some of the things that 
I seen common that was happening. Um, th look at things that worked um, for you in the current quarter. Before each upcoming quarter, go over your wins from the last three months. This is very important because if you don't know what worked for you and what didn't, it's kind of hard to plan your next quarter. It's crucial to understand what worked and what didn't, what goals were achieved, how which ones should carry over into the next quarter, and how the strategy can be adjusted. So I think it's very important to look back at the past. Like before you decide to just hop over into the next quarter and start doing your own thing and you start saying, well, I'm just forget about June. June wasn't that good. I'm just focus on July. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to blow up, crash, and burn. <laughs> I know that sounds so harsh, guys, but seriously, I want to be as transparent as possible. Um, I find that the greatest success are usually found um, in failures. So when you are coming from a situation, like I said, where you feel like you failed June, I don't want you to get discouraged. Try to remember that this low may lead you to a great high. Number two, I want you to prioritize your goals. Using the past quarter as a guide, start planning the upcoming one by determining which goals will take priority. This can be done as a company-wide or if you're just, you know, a one-man army Find which ones that you really want to dedicate and put time into. Start by making a list of everything the company should work to achieve. Then go through the list and organize these objectives as first, second, and third priority. Next, assign each priority to a person. Again, if you're one, a one-man army, for you, it's going to look like this. You're going to do your first, second, and third priorities. And then the first thing that's a priority, the things that are on your top priority is what you spend the most time on. Hopefully, these are the things that worked in your company last quarter, last month. So you should really be focusing on and executing this. This is an opportunity for you to also execute so you can hire and, you're, and you don't have to be a one um, man army for a long time. So then after, of course, you've executed, then you would focus on your second priorities, third, and so on. Thirdly, you want to establish accountability. To hold each goal owner accountable, create a weekly breakdown of the person goals and how they will be achieved. For example, you can say Susie is going to do five closings during July. Um, the weekly breakdown could look something like she could, in week one, decide to identify 100 new prospects. Week two, she can present the prospect list to the team for feedback. Week three, um, finalize the list of prospects. Week four, email those prospects. Week five, follow up with phone calls. You see how it's broken down so she's clear on her weeks, what it looks like is not confusing. If she runs into anything, she has seven days to figure it out. Um, make sure each team member is assigned a priority. Then the track, then track his or her progress over the course of the quarter. So again, if that is for somebody who has a team, but if you're a one-man army, like I said, you're you're gonna have to get really strict on your timing and really decide, okay. I have this much time. This is what I'm going to dedicate. So for you, it may look like if you're do if you're in real estate and you're doing a closing and getting two closings a week is your goal. For you, it's going to be like 
it's going to be more so time than it is week. So from this time to this time, I'm going to spend on leads. From this time to this time, I'm going to spend on cold calling. On this time and this time, I'm going to spend, you know, reaching out, following up. So yours is more so going to be broken down in time than it is week because you have more than one task that you're having to follow. And then after you're able to do that, you want to measure It is game time, and this is the perfect time to have, especially third quarter. The thing that I love the most about third quarter is because you've had six months to really have hard data, but in the third month, I mean third quarter, you're really able to compare that to your previous six months, and in those last three months, you have the opportunity to really like go hard. So third quarter for me is always like that month where, I mean that quarter where I'm like, okay, these three months, it's crunch time because I've had six months, you know, first quarter is usually slow for people. We go in, we're hyped, you know, we're ready to kick ass. We're ready to just give it our all. And then somewhere between like February and March, it kind of goes down. But then we're like, oh my God, second quarter is here. So we get repumped up and then, you know, we're back on our goals. But third quarter is like, okay, these six months, you know, they haven't taken me out. So I'm really pumped and I'm really ready to really go. So, and maybe that's just how I feel. And I know there's a lot of people out there that feels the same way. (laughs) However, I feel like third quarter is a good measurement time for a business because you can really say, okay, over these last six to nine months, um, this is what I'm probably just going to do away with because it has not really worked. Um, it's not really seeing profit. So we're going to do away with this. And, you know, in fourth quarter, you'll be able to focus on your really strong components of your business. So um, when you're measuring, you can make a visual chart that shows the completion percentage. Um, it can also show like, you know, if you have up and down months, however you decide to gauge that. And this way, everything will be clear. Everyone will understand the progress that has been made towards those goals. And like I said, if you're a one-man army, because I'm not going to forget about you all, um, this is also an opportunity for you to see, you know, what was your high months, what were your low months, and how you can better engage and focus. Also, um, doing these four things will really help you and staying committed to the ultimate business goal that you have set out January 1st. Um, which is really weird because everyone seems to have like these new these new year new goals. Um, but at the same time, whatever that new year new goal was for you, this is the opportunity to see if you're even on track. So yes, guys, it is the end of the quarter. And of course, we're pumped. As you can see, um, we have so much more in store for you coming in third quarter. Of course, the e-course is still available for you all, the 90-day dream course. In this course, you will receive private intense coaching as well as 24-7 support. You will learn how to ditch the worker's mentality, the key to running your business like a CEO, social media strategies, tools to communicate your upscale brand, and lastly, how to sell, scale, and grow. Also, if you haven't had the opportunity to take advantage of our strategy and planning call, do so today. 
our plan, our strategy and planning calls are the lowest that they will ever be in life as long as I'm alive. They are $97 and you can use code Posh Talks Podcast to receive that special discount. During this call, you will gain the creativity and clarity to launch your dream project, marketing strategies, and identify market opportunities. Again, if you're interested and you're really serious about launching your business, getting on track, come on, sign up today at www.intentionallyposh.com. Again, use code Posh Talks Podcast. Houston tickets are still available, guys. We're going to have so much freaking fun in Houston, whether it's five of us, ten of of us, or one person who shows up. This is a 48-hour retreat. You will not forget. This retreat is about coming as you are and leaving full. If you haven't had a chance to look at the details of what's included um, during this Houston trip, you should go check it out at www.intentionallyposh.com backslash posh, I mean, (laughs) posh, um, posh pads. And you will get a chance to really see what this is going to be about. Like, we're literally going to have fireside chats. We're going to do yoga in the morning. We're going to have chefs that cook for us. Breakout sessions. Like, this is about to be a therapeutic healing moment for everyone so if you're interested in joining us in houston the event is august 2nd through the 4th this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to level up in 2019 it is not too late okay so i hope that you enjoyed this podcast like i said i just wanted to share the knowledge um from killer mike and jack dorsey on you know what they felt like entrepreneurship what got them to become millionaires and billionaires and i just want you to understand like it's possible for you too dog like you can make it anything that is available to someone else is available that is available to anyone else is available to you. So I just want you to stay motivated, encouraged in third quarter. If you want to take advantage of any of our offers, do so by going to www.intentionallyposh.com. Like I said, the e-course, the 90-day dream course is available. It's available for purchase and you can get started. You You still have 90 days to launch your dream business. Fourth quarter, you can be rolling out um and letting people know like bye i'm out here support me and you're gonna build a community that is going to do that so we thank you again for listening and until next time have a high vibe intentional week thank you again for listening to posh talks podcast this podcast was brought to you and sponsored by women living intentional and intentional investments Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.